0: This episode of the Alien Analysis podcast is sponsored by Surfshark VPN. For a massive 83% off, please use the link in the description. Welcome to the Alien Analysis Podcast, an unscripted podcast where I go on a quest to find the truth, whatever that may be. I'm your host Aaron and this week I want to start by talking about a pile of rocks. And to be a, a little more specific, I'm talking about cans or cans, or however the bloody hell you want to pronounce it. But basically what we're talking about here is, uh, we'll call them cairns for today, but they're a pile of rocks, this is is a a Scottish name for a pile of rocks used by our ancient ancestors to mark something, a a location, a burial ground, etc. Well apparently there's been 170 of these cairns found in Lake Constance, which is a A lake uh, between or on the German-Swiss border. Now the reason this particular news article got my attention is that, apparently, what is the, the point of interest here? Is that they're described as huge. Now I've got to be honest with you, I read the article and I got to the point where it started talking about measurements. And we're talking about 12 foot wide by 6 foot tall. Which I'm probably sure you agree with me, doesn't exactly sound huge. But the so-called experts, the scientists, the archaeologists, etc. Class these as huge because for their age, and I'll come back onto to age in a bit. These structures would have been, well, one hell of a task. And would not have been uh, built, it wouldn't have been capable for a small village at that time... We're talking five and a half thousand years ago, by the way, to have undertaken this task. And please understand, this is not me saying this. This is, this is not the <laughs> the conspiracy theorists out there saying this. This is, like I say, the scientific, the archaeological experts out there. God, I nearly didn't get that word out, did I? Archaeological However, the the date or the date these experts give this particular landmark point of interest is, uh, as said, five and a half thousand years ago. But my concern with this date is how they came to it. And the simplest way of explaining (laughs) in layman terms what their process was, it was very simple. Before five and a half thousand years ago anything older than this time civilization humans were not capable of doing this yet <laughs> if you go and do the research look at Lake Constance Lake Constance was formed over ten thousand years ago when the Rhine glacier melted at the end of the last ice age and according to another group of experts I don't know what you call individuals that deal or class themselves as experts around the land and, and the planet but according to the experts it has been shrinking so Lake Constance has been shrinking ever since and trust me like I say you can find these details online this again is not me saying this this is science Now, our original experts, the ones that have uh, discussed these piles, these cans, have come back with a theory that, like they say, five and a half thousand years ago, these things were built, but at some point after this, the water level rise, three to five feet, completely submerging them. Now, straight off, I've got to say, I don't know if it's just me, but my brain instantly went, so the water rises three to five feet and completely submerges things six foot tall. Is that me? I know it doesn't. I know the mass doesn't add up here. <laughs> then you've got to take into consideration there's no way they would have built these things right on the shoreline, right at water level. They would have been built further up, maybe, I don't know, let's say even just two feet. So the water level would have had to rise at least eight feet to cover six foot tall objects. And then it gets worse because well, the only photos, so I've looked for photos of these particular objects and they are very hard to come across. But the only photos I can see or find of this, uh, this discovery are scuba divers who are apparently doing research on it. And it's clear to see that they are submerged by at least, uh, at the very least, another six to eight feet of water. So, again, we're we're now in a position where we're basically talking about the water level would have had to have risen. At least, I mean, if we say six foot from the surface to the top of these objects, and then let's even say just the six feet to cover them. That's 12 feet. That, that's a lot more than the 3 to 5 feet the scientists say. And like I say, you then add the fact that the... Is it meteorologists? The people that deal with the the planet? Well, I think it might be actually. I apologise to the meteorologists if you do something completely different. But you're going to get called the people that deal with the planet stuff. From, well, at least for the rest of this episode. But the meteorologists are the ones that say that the lake has been shrinking ever since. What this looks like to me again is that it looks like we have proof that human civilization at the end of the last ice age was actually a a lot more capable than, again, what the experts tell us. And look, I I know at the end of the day, it's just a pile of rocks. But you need to understand, we're told that these rocks have tool marks This is why, or this is one of the reasons why the experts give it the date of 5,500 years ago. Because anything prior to this, there just apparently would not have been tool marks. But there is, that there's tool marks on these stones. So (laughs) it feels very much like there are stones with tool marks on in an area that's been underwater for over 10,000 years. But because science says this just can't be, this can't be the case, we look for other reasons, so they say the area must have been out of water, and this has got nothing to do with us humans being a lot more capable far uh, further back in time, and and the thing is, th- this is not the only one of these types of sites, there are numerous sites found, or are currently under investigation, if that's the way of saying it, all around the world, and these are sites that have been in areas, or found in areas, that have been covered by water since the last ice age, huge structures created by techniques that, at that point in time, the experts say, without a shadow of a doubt, we didn't have, we didn't have the ability to do these things, I mean, it was just yesterday I got reminded about uh, a structure found i mean this is a huge structure found in the sea of galilee again an area of land that's been flooded for over ten thousand years it's it's incredible when you actually consider these things i like them because they become very hard to deny they have without a shadow of a doubt have to have been built before the land was flooded now the thing i do have to consider is what does this mean for my beliefs? What does this mean for the theory that I've come up with over the last few weeks? Or not come up with, but honed in on, should I say? Well, first up, this shows that we humans were a lot more capable than we're told. Uh, and what I mean by that is we were more capable 10,000 years ago than science will accept. And it kind of suggests to me the human race, the humans on this planet were heading towards a, a very more advanced stage of particularly things like building techniques. And again, I, just to confirm, I'm not talking about building huge skyscrapers, futuristic buildings. I'm just saying that we were clearly, or in my opinion, we were getting more advanced we we were learning techniques far ahead of what the science community tells us and on face value this does kind of blow a little bit of my theory apart but I'm, i'm gonna say my piece here it doesn't when you think about what these people are achieving it may be a lot more advanced than what science says, but the reality is, is it's not quite precision cutting here. We're not talking about the the highly precise cutting techniques used to build things such as the pyramids. There's no obvious signs of mechanical uh, tools or mechanical devices being used like we see on things, again, like the pyramids. So again, you know, <laughs> I, I may be just trying to find a, a route out here, but to me, it doesn't destroy my theory. My theory that an extraterrestrial race help us build these incredible structures using mechanical tools still stands. But I do believe, or I think there's a strong possibility, that towards the end of the last Ice age, we were getting more advanced. But this apocalyptical event, the, the potential of meteorites hitting and almost wiping humans off the face of this earth knocked us back we lost a lot of these skills because well they were new they were new skills and hadn't had the chance to properly i don't know spread and and become the norm but look i I just wanted to bring this up at the beginning of this episode because i do think it's very relevant to what i've been speaking about over the previous weeks and i'll at it and we have a growing list of things to keep an eye on and we'll see what happens. Now, the main thing I want to discuss this week is uh, a subject that is very difficult and and what I mean by that is it's a subject that is very personal to those experiencing it and, and that's alien abduction. Now, I've hesitated on this episode for so long, but I'm going to be honest with you, this was going to be one of my first, or one of the first episodes I I put out, but I, be honest with you, I just kept putting it off, because the thing is, unlike videos and photos of things like UFOs, where they are just, in a lot of cases, someone's interpretation of something they see. Alien abduction is, as I said, a, a very personal thing. If someone is saying they've been abducted, and they genuinely have, that's quite a, a difficult thing to kind of get into, give my opinion on. Because let's be blunt, I don't want to offend anybody. I've never been abducted. I, I, I Like I said, I have never actually until recently actually had a ufo sighting and the one i had was only really a ufo because it made no sense and i couldn't explain it you know i'm never going to sit there and claim i've seen a a ufo an alien extraterrestrial spacecraft up close been in conversation with them and i don't know hang out with them none of these things have happened to me i'm just giving my opinion And this subject, like I say, is a subject that is, for some people, very, very personal. But in the same as everything else, it does have a lot of fakes. A lot of frauds out there. That make it very, very difficult to get to any form of truth here. Now first up, those who claim to have been abducted are called either abductees or experiencers now for this episode and for ease of understanding I will use abductees again if that offends anybody I'm sorry I know people I know people nowadays are very sensitive about how do they say how how they identify but look I've got to call you guys something and To me, that's the obvious title to go with. So, like I say, apologies if I offend, but that's what you're going to get called for the rest of this episode. Now, it has to be said, when the general public think of alien abductions, the common image is always the same thing. I mean, just go and do an image search for alien abduction, and you will get million and one of the same photos. And that is a human being, or sometimes apparently a cow, because as we all know, aliens are huge fans of cows. I don't know, but, but basically, you will get photos of human beings being sucked up, drawn up by beams of light. There's also the common image of humans being experimented on. <laughs> I, I, I laugh, but anal probes, that type of thing, and and I laugh at that because if anybody's been listening to this podcast since day one, you'll remember the original name that got a lot of flack. And I'm not going to say it now because I'm sure there'll be a million and one people <laughs> get very upset with me saying it again, but this, the, the, the lights, the probes, the the experiments being strapped down to a, some form of medical table, these are the common images, now like I said, I, I'm sorry for chuckling, but it always makes me laugh a little when I hear that, and I know that's wrong, because I'm kind of prejudging this all as a big fucking joke, but I have to say, I have always wondered what, the truth was, it's easy for me to just laugh and dismiss it as a load of crap, (laughs) and like I said, that's actually really fucking wrong of me, I'm very critical of anyone that doesn't accept another's point of view, and again, you know, like I say, apologies, apologies to those that have genuinely experienced this, I should know better, (laughs) I, I should do better, and I think, Probably that's the reason that's made me get into this episode, finally. It's important for me to look at it, see what the truth is or what my opinion on this really is. And as I always will, where I started with this investigation was to understand or try and work out where all this came from. Well, from what I gather, the, the first, or what is considered to be the first abduction was that of uh, a couple called Betty and Barney Hill in 1961. Now I have to make this clear, this was the first widely publicised abduction. Whether that means there were multiple before, this was actually the first, it's hard to say, but let's be blunt, it probably wasn't the first. But the thing that came from this situation, from the, the Hills' uh, abduction in 61, was it started this whole uh, modern belief system where they reported medical examinations that they were experimented on. They also claimed that these extraterrestrials, their abductors, took samples. And later on, under hypnosis, Barney Hill. Was the first person to claim the anal probe. And he actually said it was for sexual purposes. Now with this particular claim it has to be said that later on when this was spoken about or reported at later dates. The, the anal probe was never mentioned. If you go and do the search or the research on this particular event. Sometimes that piece of information will be missing. And it depends on the time, uh, the era, that the report was made. Because apparently, (laughs) you can understand why, talking about anal probes in the 60s and 70s wasn't exactly accepted. So, due to some form of censorship, this particular party event was removed. But when you read the Hill story, it does really... It it sets the scene for everything. Every abduction story, film, TV program. Basically, the the whole pop culture opinion of alien abductions was set by this event. But at the same time, you also had a, a Brazilian farmer who claimed to have been abducted in order to have sex with and this is quoting his words here, a sexy female alien. In 1987, Whitley Schreiber uh, released a book called Communion, in which he claimed to have been abducted, and again, in his words, raped by aliens with an anal probe. And this has become, or has remained the sort of general theme, hasn't it? (laughs) we're always or humans are always abducted for medical and sexual experimentation and i think this is why the subject becomes ridiculed so much basically we're portraying whoever this race of extraterrestrials are as some kind of intergalactic perverts which let's be fucking blunt here really doesn't help the situation it it doesn't help give it credibility but then we have the scientists who give uh, give various medical explanations for what is going on here and the most common of these is what is called false memory syndrome and I'm gonna have to be blunt here i I have real issues with this syndrome in general because it is never good when a syndrome is created by someone as part of their defense for well being accused of sexually abusing their daughter now i'm not going to get into the full story here but the uh, peter and jennifer frayed Again, I don't know how to pronounce their surname. And if anyone out there does some kind of psychology or crime podcast, <laughs> please, I would love to hear an episode on these two. I I'd Seriously, when I did the research or was doing the research for this episode and and got onto these two, I think I spent about an hour and a half researching their situation. And oh, well, it's it's a. Uh, bizarre twisty turny story seriously but in the same way I had to with the uh, preparing the notes. getting back onto topic it's far too easy or I feel it's far too easy to explain a, a memory away as false just because it's unbelievable oh and the other thing I have to say is that apparently this uh, false memory syndrome thing is not actually a, a recognised medical condition, it's just this guy's theory. So like I say, I, I don't I don't know, I I get it, I get that some people may have misinterpreted or misremembered something but I don't know. Like I say, far too easy just to explain it all away as this now the other thing that is mentioned is sleep paralysis this is another medical reason given for what's really going on here now i have to say that i did suffer with an element of sleep paralysis when i was younger and it is very scary but particularly when you don't know what the hell is going on i remember feeling like i was being held down forced uh, unable to move And I do remember feeling like I was being uh, prodded, pulled around and like I I remember my jaw feeling like it was someone was trying to prise it open. And then you combine that with uh, a dream and you can see that we have the recipe for an alien abduction. And I strongly believe that a number or, or quite a lot of cases can be put down to this. It, it makes sense. Now, additionally, science also says, or basically, accuses people of deception. And I unfortunately have to agree. I I think I said it earlier in this episode: the alien abductions, the the community. I I don't again. I, I don't want to offend anyone, but within the the realms of alien inductions, there is same with any subject, a lot of deception. And I've got to be honest with you, if I compare this to every other subject matter I cover, there's a strong possibility that the vast majority of cases are probably just people trying to lie to us, people trying to deceive us. Unfortunately, people looking for attention, l- looking for fame, <laughs> even Viewers, subscribers on YouTube, etc. Uh, unfortunately, I say, in any subject, and not even related to any subject related to, to what I talk about, there will always be liars. It, it's life. It, it happens. Unfortunately, we can't get away from it. And what this, what this means, and the real shitty part of this, is it distracts. From what is genuine and and what is the truth and and that's a real shame because i've heard and have been contacted by people who have well basically been left traumatized by their experience. What has happened to them being a an abductee has basically destroyed their lives yet. Uh, You know, the people lying, the people looking for fame Are detracting from these people I apologise at the beginning of this episode For for laughing at the world of alien abductions But I think it's probably best to explain that a bit further I'm not laughing at people who have genuinely experienced this What I'm laughing at is this crazy pop culture attitude towards it This sensationalism But I apologise because, well, they deserve better. They deserve to have uh, something that's completely life-changing, shown the respect it deserves. But anyway, I I mean, I suppose uh, another question we need to really ask is, but why? Why would an extraterrestrial race come to this planet to abduct anyone? Now, firstly, I I must say that we've spoken or I've spoken about uh, things starting in the 1960s with the hills. But it might not necessarily be the case that this is just a, a situation or events that have been happening for the last 70 years only. Some and quite a few people say that history is littered with proof of alien abduction. Now, it's important you understand uh, that we understand one thing here. This is all highly subjective. There is no actual reference throughout history, ignoring recent times, but there's no reference to aliens. There's no story in in the Bible that literally says so-and-so was abducted by an extraterrestrial race. There's nothing out there. And being blunt, there wouldn't be. Like I've said before, you've got to understand that the the theory, the the thought that there may be intelligent life elsewhere in the universe is, in reality, a fairly recent thing. Now, I've mentioned before uh, numerous paintings and artworks that could refer to alien abductions or a a uh, human-alien extraterrestrial connection. I think I mentioned uh, the painting, which is the Annunciation with Saint Emedius. And uh, look, this painting is, uh, again, highly subjective, but what we are told is that this painting represents the angel Gabriel coming down and, uh, oh God, I don't know how to put this, but making the Virgin Mary pregnant with baby Jesus. And when you look at the painting, what you will see is, you will see Mary sat in what looks like some kind of church or religious building with a beam of light coming out of a disc in the sky shining down through the window onto Mary now one interpretation of this and this is an interpretation I've mentioned before could be that that disc in the sky is a UFO is a is an extraterrestrial vehicle and what they're doing is actually abducting mary performing sexual experiments on her and impregnating her with the baby jesus when you compare it to the the the, the, the events the the pop culture belief in abductions it actually tallies it, it makes sense but like i said it is subjective what we could be actually seeing here is that what i call a ufo could just genuinely be a cloud and the beam (laughs) that could simply just be sunlight nothing more nothing less now if you want to view this particular painting probably the best place to do this is go online and go to the national gallery so that's uh, or the address is nationalgallery.org.uk because you'll get a very clear uh, view of this and you'll be able to focus in you can zoom in quite tight And give me your opinion. I'll be very much up for hearing what you think you see in him. But back to the the why. Why would they be abducting people? Let's deal with the fact that some portray that an advanced alien extraterrestrial race is travelling to Earth for sexual reasons. Basically because they're feeling horny. Now oh, I have to say it. It could be possible, I suppose. Let's be blunt. I'm always the first to turn in and say we haven't got a clue. I don't believe anybody has got a clue what extraterrestrials are like, how they think. We can only do best guess based on what we see, what we ex- what we're finding. No, that's the wrong word, on the evidence in front of us, we can take the best guess, and I suppose at the end of the day, yes, if there is proof out there that extraterrestrials are coming down and performing weird sexual acts on human beings, then maybe, <laughs> we have to accept that, <laughs> it could genuinely be the case, but look, the thing that bothers me with this is, why, R- really? You travel halfway across the, the universe to get your, your kicks, to, to get your sexual... I don't know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but basically it seems like a hell of a long way to come just to get your rocks off. However, the, the, the other thing that has to be said, uh, probably one of my largest issues to be honest with you, is based on reports, based on the information I found they the alien extraterrestrial race don't seem to give a shit about us we are basically forced we're abducted you know jesus christ we call these people abductees so we're forced against our will and treated like a lab rat and if you know my theories how the hell does that fit in with the sanctity of life i've always said that i believe that an alien race may have given us some of the uh, the initial or original religious text it wasn't religious text in those days but that's what we've classed it as and turned it into but that included uh, a, a, a rule no, not a rule but you know a, a theory about the sanctity of life the importance of protecting life well in this case if they are just treating us like lab rats where's that where's the sanctity of life And I think that can kind of be answered by the fact that i said numerous times before, there will be more than one race of extraterrestrials out there. I've mentioned about our guardian angels, a race of uh, extraterrestrials that are keeping an eye on us, looking out for us, looking after us. But I also imagine there will be others out there, other races that are not quite so nice. And don't necessarily see us as any more than just lab rats. And I think this also goes a long way to explaining why abductions are fairly rare. If we do have this uh, race of guardian angels out there protecting humans in this planet. And then we have another race. Let's call them, because it's what most people call the the slightly less uh, friendly ones, the the greys. So the greys are the ones coming down and they're doing the abductions, but they're having to do it secretly, covertly, because our guardian angels just won't accept it. They will chase them away. And actually, when I think about it, again, that creates a problem. Because it it doesn't explain the why again. Because, let's be honest, If we're saying, or if I'm turning around and saying that the Guardian Angels are technologically advanced enough to chase away... Like I said, we call them the Greys, then. That seems like a a hell of a lot of risk for the Greys to come here to basically... I don't know, it sounds horrible, but to to basically come here and commit rape. Look, I'm going to get off the, the, the topic of sexual activities by aliens because at the end of the day look i think you can all see now why i struggle with that i struggle with that theory it makes no sense it just seems like, a, like I say a lot of effort for because you're feeling horny <laughs> i don't know but look i mean the other thing as well we have to consider is if they are if this is happening if extraterrestrials are coming to this planet abducting us. What is it we offer? What do they need from us? Now some theories out there suggest that there may be a race out there that has suffered with an infertility issue. That there is a race out there that can no longer breed for, breed and maintain its population again unfortunately i take issue or have issue with this theory because if there is other races out there a guardian angel race that does believe in the sanctity of life well why haven't they helped this other race why haven't they solved the problem for them and why is this other race having to risk coming to this planet and feeling the wrath of our our guardian angels in order to solve their issue hopefully that makes sense, and I know it relies, or what I'm saying heavily relies on the belief in in my theories, but if this race of guardians, like I say, believe so heavily in the sanctity of life, it wouldn't just be for the sanctity of our life, it would be any species in the universe, And, and this issue does apply to pretty much, actually I think every other medical reason they would have for coming here, if they have a medical problem they need to solve. That they need to put that level of effort into solving. Surely the guardian angel race would help them. So what about drugs? Yes, and what I mean by that is some people say that. They are basically harvesting some form of recreational drug from us. It's same as. the the sex situation, it just strikes me as a a lot of effort, to be blunt, flying halfway across the universe to get high, (laughs) like I said, I I feel like I'm just being blunt, taking the piss here, and not taking this subject seriously, but trust me, I'm going to get there eventually with this, I've got so much to say today. But what I want to do is at least initially get what, in my opinion, is the shit. Get, get, get the crap out the way first. The, the, the things, the, the theories that give this subject no credibility whatsoever. Because, let me be blunt here. Here it is. Here's an issue for you. This is why I struggle with this subject. Based on the common theme. Based on pop culture, the whole attitude of sexual experiments, anal probes, and every bloody other general fucking thing that goes on out there, the the information put forward, there seems to be, or to me, there seems to be no valid reason for what this extraterrestrial race is doing. And it all just seems highly contradictory. You know... They abduct people, they abduct humans and then put them back. Or well, why? Why bother? At the end of the day, people go missing on this planet all the time. So if an extraterrestrial race is up to no good, why don't they just take, use us like lab rats, do whatever a crazy thing is they're doing with us and then just discard why don't they take us or a group of us and put us in some form of lab environment? Nobody would ever know. It's just an, another missing person. And actually, when I think about it, there's a possibility there, isn't there? <laughs> when I say it's just another missing person, are some of these missing people in this situation? I suppose it's a possibility. But then it begs the question of, If that is what's going on, why then put some of us back? Why why not just keep all of us? (laughs) And dispose of the ones you don't need anymore? You know, if you're doing this in the fashion we're told. It's being done in secret. So you don't want us to know about it. So why put people back on this planet to potentially blow the whistle? Like I said, highly contradictory. Likewise, if this extraterrestrial race is actually doing this for our own goods <laughs> let's say this the you know the the, the race of uh, guardian angels i talk about if these are the ones doing it well for christ's sakes there's definitely better ways they could be handling it if they're doing it for our own good and believe in the sanctity of life etc why are you forcing people to do this tying them down and basically Leaving them in crappy situation, putting them back on this planet, and allowing them to basically have their entire lives destroyed by their experience—it makes no sense. Absolutely zero sense. But this is the this is the problem. Like I said earlier, I believe that the vast majority a large proportion of abductees are just lying to us for attention for fame for, for like subscribers etc then i think there's a a fair percentage who are and uh, confused yeah i don't know if that's the right word but they think it's real they believe that they have been abducted that something has happened in their life whether it be sleep paralysis or something else that has led them to believe that this has happened to them, when unfortunately it hasn't. Now for these people, the shame here is that they need help, and while the subject is not being taken seriously, or, or to extremes, and I'll cover that again in a second, they're not going to get the help they need. Now when I say about extremes, What I'm talking about here is that just because there's a group of people, let's say to the right, who have or believe they've been abducted but there is a medical reason such as sleep paralysis, doesn't mean there's not a group to the left that have genuinely been abducted Uh, and vice versa, you know, just because we've got people that have genuinely been abducted doesn't mean these people haven't got another condition going on that they need help with. And likewise, the people that have genuinely been abducted also need help. Like I said earlier, most of these people their their lives end up being completely destroyed. And I've not really spoken much about these types of individuals yet. You see the problem is, and this is why I had to cover this first, a lot of people say that the fact that the stories told by abductees, by experiencers, are so similar that it proves the situation that their stories are real. But I don't agree with that. As I said today, the common narrative, the the common theme makes no sense, there's no rationale for what's going on here, and I think it turns what is a uh, a potentially genuine situation into being blunt, a a fucking laughing stock, a joke, but there are also people out there, and there's a number of people out there that tell what is a, a, a somewhat different tale, a, a somewhat s- uh, a slightly altered uh, version of their experience. And this one for me is a more believable version. However, I'm going to say I, I'm very mindful of the fact that this episode has already become very long. So I am thinking I'm now going to make this a, a two-parter. Meaning that I'm going to save talking about the more genuine stories out there till next week now. Where I think I'll get into basically a, a hunt for more realistic. For, for the real abductees out there, the real experiences. And try and work out what their experience tells us. And hopefully answer the big question. Why are extraterrestrials doing this? why are they abducting human beings? Now with that said, I'm gonna call it an episode for this week. I'd like to thank you for listening and please do hit that subscribe button for me. It really, really is appreciated and very much helps. And remember, the truth exists for those prepared to hear it. However, it might not always be what you want to hear. And with that said, I look forward to speaking to you next time. Until then, I'm Darren and this is the Alien Analysis Podcast.